Welcome to Meant for This with Caroline J. Sumlin, a podcast for the modern Christian mama who wants to redefine the current narrative and unapologetically show up for what she's been called to in the home, community, marketplace, and the world in that order. Here, you will find tools, resources, education, and inspiration that will help you break free from burnout, get focused, live on purpose, and manage it all with grit and grace, because you are meant for this life that God has called you to. Hey, Mama, welcome back to Meant for This. I'm so excited to chat with you all today. March is going to be filled with some really great content, you all. I have got a lot of things that I have been ready to just dive into. I've got some great things coming your way. I might be launching a new program, hint, hint. I've got a new free thing I'm doing, hint, hint. There's a lot of stuff happening. And so, the, the content on the podcast that you're going to hear in the month of March is really going to, it's going to transform you. It's going to, it's, it, it's going to, it's going to make a, it's going to make a big difference. Um, if you follow me on Instagram a few weeks ago, I don't really remember how many weeks ago it was, but probably like end, uh, beginning of February, beginning of February is when I did this. Well, I did two things. I did um, a Google Doc survey. And then I also did an Instagram story survey. And I, I like to do surveys to get some market research to figure out, okay, is the, is the stuff that I want to teach on, the stuff that God has put in my heart to teach on, is it relevant to what you are feeling, what you need? What do you struggle with when it comes to X, Y, and Z? So when it comes to what I do here at Meant for This, which is helping you steward your calling in the home and the world, more specifically helping you be a good steward of your motherhood calling and pursue your dreams boldly, what do you struggle with when it comes to that? And the the overwhelming response that I got was mind-blowing, but also not really because it, it was it was more so confirmation of like, all right, th- this is a thing. This needs to be talked about. This needs to be changed. Let's let's do this. Let's get this show on the road. Let's begin working on this and changing this reality because so many of you all feel so defeated when it comes to feeling like you can be amazing, intentional mothers, prioritize motherhood, and go after what you feel called to, go after those dreams and desires that are on your heart the overwhelming response was, it's impossible to do both. There's not enough time. There's not enough energy. There's too much standing in my way. And listen, I have been there too. I used to feel that very same way, but I am here to preach to you, to teach to you, to equip you that that is not the reality that God wants for you. It is not the reality he wants for you. 
You are made in his image. He has gifted you with talents. He's gifted you with desires. He has gifted you with dreams for a reason. He has equipped you and he has called you. He's going to continue to call you. You have desires on your heart because he wants you to step into that and to tap into that. And the reason why you are stuck and you feel afraid is because the devil wants to hold you back. Because when you step into your calling, you will be unstoppable. And that is why the Lord has put this in my heart as far as part of my life's work and what he is calling me to, which is helping you to step into your calling and to break free from that fear and and that self-sabotage that's keeping you where you are. You have a purpose He has created you on purpose. And part of that beautiful calling is raising those amazing children in your home, those tiny disciples. Yes, but it is not the only calling. There was a a response that came through that said, I just want to feel whole again. And that's why I want this episode to start here, to start with this when you just want to feel whole again. Because the reality is, the heartbreaking reality is that mothers feel more unfulfilled and broken than ever before. Than ever before. And I want to talk about that today. I want to unpack this. Why this is happening and what we can do about it. Because it's not supposed to be our reality. It's not supposed to be our reality. And so today, today it stops. Today, we begin taking steps forward, one foot in front of the other, to rewrite this narrative. So let's talk a bit about why this is happening. Listen, this is a, this is a common problem that we face as mothers. It is causing postpartum depression, overall depression, feelings of unworthiness, resentment, anger, sense of loss, okay? This, this feeling of not feeling whole, not feeling like we matter, not feeling like ourselves, feeling like we have lost ourselves in motherhood. That's why, that's part of the reason why, there's so many reasons, but part of the reason why that postpartum depression, which really has lasted two, three, four, five, six years, is just at an all-time high. There's this post that I saw on Instagram. It's from a mommy account. She's a psychologist, and she makes graphics that really... She's an amazing content creator. I really need to get on her level because, listen, I'm over here struggling. (laughs) Okay, struggling with my content creation. But um, her post said, I lost myself in motherhood. And then it said, it listed different reasons. And the reasons that it listed were, I don't set goals anymore. I don't have any hobbies. No one asks about me. I stopped doing things that make me, me. I've been so focused on my baby slash children. I don't take care of my needs. I don't have any fun. I rarely get dressed or pull myself together. I can't tell you how many times I've said these things. Not that I don't set goals. I've always been a goal setter because it's just very Enneagram 3 of me. But I've said many of these things before. I don't have any hobbies. I don't know what I do for fun. What do I do for fun? Nothing. You know, I'm either working or I'm with my kids. Like, what is that, you know? Um, I, I don't take care of my needs. I, I've, I've really wrestled with that one. I don't have any fun. Um, you know, I, I do get dressed and pull myself together, but I, I definitely have had seasons where I, I don't get dressed and pull myself together. Um, and definitely really resonate with the no one 
asks about me. That's a hard one. And I think so many of us really can relate to one, many, or all of these things. So why does this happen to us? Why is this the narrative that so many mothers are living right now? Why? Is this supposed to be our narrative? I don't think so. So why does it happen? Well, I think it happens for a few reasons. One, it is really hard to figure out how to actually manage your life with kids, especially in the little years when you're when they are so demanding. It is a hard skill to learn. There's a lot of resources out there, books and things of that nature about how to do it, but it is a very hard thing to figure out how to manage because they are demanding. We're learning them. We're still getting to know them, really. Like, if you think about it, these are only people that we've known. We know them so well. We know them so intimately and so intricately, but we also only know, like, what we know so far, which, however old your kids are, it's like, okay, if you have a four year old, then you know up to four years. Like, we don't know if, especially if it's your first, like, I don't know what my four year old is going to be like when she's five, six, and seven. I, I don't know that yet, you know? So we're really, you're figuring it out as we go and, and, um, and figuring out like what are our kids' needs and how do we meet those needs and how can we, how in the world do we even fit our needs in it? it it's, it's a skill that can be learned. It, you can learn how to fit your needs in. You can learn how to prioritize your needs and make sure your kids' needs are prioritized as well. But it is definitely a skill and it definitely takes some trial and error. And, it, and it's, it's, it's not the easiest thing to do. It, it requires some work. And I think because it does require some work and it's not a large thing that's, that's educated on. That's why I choose to educate on this because it's not largely educated on. Um, there's a lot of resources out there about parenting your children, but I think there's not a lot of resources out there about how do you manage your life with kids in a way that actually makes sense for you, that caters to you, that caters to your family and allows you to be a really present, intentional mom while also making sure your needs are met. It can feel impossible to create space to cater to yourself and be yourself and be a person when so much time is spent tending to every need of your children. It, it really it really can feel like you don't have any more time left when they are at a season of their lives where they need so much of you. And that's normal to feel that way. However, it's not impossible to create that space. It's just, it feels like it's impossible because that's what you see as your reality right now, okay? Also, we live in a society that has fed us this messaging that the best mothers lose themselves in motherhood because they are with their kids every minute of every day and should be enjoying it because this time goes by so fast. Listen, if I have a nickel for every time I have read or heard that we have to just enjoy it because this time goes fast, that I think that is actually a slap in the face. Yes, of course we want to enjoy it. We want to soak it all in. But when you are exhausted and when you are struggling and when you are burned out and when you haven't had space in several days, it makes it impossible to enjoy it, almost impossible to enjoy it at least. And it really, it, it, it's, it's, 
you don't have to enjoy every single moment and sacrifice yourself to that point where you never have a moment alone because you're so you feel so guilty about possibly losing a moment. You know what? You're going to have amazing moments when you're with your kids and you're going to have amazing moments when you're not with your kids and that's okay, but it's you're not required to enjoy every minute of being with your kids. You are your own person and you get to be your own person and we really need to stop believing this messaging and it's really just contributing so much to our depression and our anxiety because we're trying to live up to these impossible standards that really are just that impossible. Okay. Another reason this happens is because you're exhausted, which stops everything else from being able to happen because you cannot function when you're exhausted. Okay. Like, yes, there's coffee and there's things. And yes, our sleep is broken when we have kids that wake up in the middle of the night. It's not gonna be perfect. But when we are so exhausted because we don't have any chance to make up our sleep or we don't have any help or, or everything else going on on top of how little sleep we're getting, uh, yeah, it, you're, you're going to feel like you can't do anything else because that exhaustion is going to take over. Like exhaustion demands to be taken care of. So when that's being demanded of you, you have nothing else to give. And that's, that's going to really, you know, hinder you from being able to show up the way you want to show up. And another thing that happens too is, you know, maybe you're working full time and the hours between the job and home are filled with kids and, and, choices are sleep or be with yourself, but you can't really do both. And so you're feeling like, okay, well, this is just impossible to, to fit anything else in or to have goals or to have ambitions or to do something fun. Okay. Now I'm probably depressing you, but I promise you there's a light at the end of this tunnel. Okay. The bottom line is your time is gone. Your energy is gone. You're, you're feeling like you're stuck in a cycle or a loop of feeling lost, hopeless, frustrated, resentful. You feel like you don't matter anymore because you don't have time to tend to you. And you feel like you're an afterthought now. And unless you can wave a magic wand and get some help, you're stuck being an afterthought for good. That's probably how you are feeling if you resonate with what I mentioned above about, you know, that I lost myself in motherhood and the reasons why. This is the perfect recipe for the devil to use to keep you from your calling. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. This is the perfect recipe for the devil to use to keep you from your calling. I was right there with you. I was feeling so purposeless. In fact, I, growing up, was always in search of purpose. I, I, I've always had that mindset of what's my purpose? Why am I here? And a big part of that has to do with me being adopted. And I'm not going to go into that story, but I know that that's a big reason why I've always been very uh, attached to purpose. I always knew um, that I had a really strong desire to be a mom. In fact, that was my strongest desire. Like when I weighed different career options versus motherhood, my strongest desire was to be a mom. And for the longest, I was like, I don't even have a dream career. I don't even know what that would be. I just know that I love motherhood. But I didn't even know or see myself wanting to do anything else because I, I didn't like everything I had thought of. I was like, uh, not, no, I just want to be with my kids. Um and that was before I had the kids. So that, that's how much I, I thought about this. Um, the funny thing is, though, I've had many desires and passions outside of motherhood that have actually been there forever. But because my strongest desire was motherhood, I kind of automatically believed that those other desires weren't true desires or I even forgot about them or had buried them. 
and really just kind of let my let those things go and just I, I didn't think that I could want both or again I've just forgot about them or I didn't mention them anymore I really couldn't think of them because I was just I, I just knew I wanted to be home with my kids and I was miserable in my career as a teacher and I knew I didn't want the life of being away from them all day. I, I knew that I, I didn't want a full-time job all the time. I And so I, I assumed I wanted the exact opposite. I assumed that since I had this desire to be home with them, that I that I, I would want to be a stay-at-home mom that was with their kids all the time. I assumed that since I saw what looked so much better through my stay-at-home mom friends, that I would love every minute of being a stay-at-home mom. Because I remember like, when times and like school would be out and I would go to my friend's house that were stay-at-home moms and they were with their like I'm like oh wow like look at you like you're just like in your house at 10 o'clock in the morning and you get to make coffee and you get to have like to me it felt like freedom because when I was a teacher that felt I felt so trapped I felt so trapped by my classroom I felt so trapped by the students and you know I I, I did not like the profession and I I also didn't like I there's so many things I didn't like about the profession but I really just I remember feeling trapped and just wanting to be home wanting to sit on my couch wanting to wanting to drink coffee whenever and and listen I am so glad that that's my life now I would not trade that for the world I do love being home with my kids and I don't want to ever go back to working full time somewhere from like 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. or anything like that, or maybe not that extreme, but I don't want that. It's okay if you do. If you do, that's great. Everyone has different desires, but I know that I don't want that. However, once I got to be home with the kids, I started getting these reminders and longings for the desires that had been deep in my heart all along. Like I, it was like, they started to trickle back into my mind and I was like, oh my goodness. Like I forgot how much I loved writing. I forgot how much I loved speaking. I forgot, like I was a theater person. I was a musician. I, I was a speech nerd. I, I did speech competitions in high school and, and I went to nationals. I loved that. And I've always loved writing. I've always been a blogger or a content creator in some way, shape or form. I was a journalism major and I, I, I said no to journalism and I knew that was right for me, but I, I always had this like a little grief for that. And, and I didn't want that particular career, but there's nothing else I could ever imagine myself doing outside of like writing, creating and speaking in some way, shape or form. And, and, um, but when I, when I originally said bye to it, I thought I would just have to kind of bury that, but it started to really resurface. And I was like, okay, um, well, what do I do with this? Cause I, I felt guilty. I was like, well, I thought I wanted to be a stay at home mom. I thought I would want to be with my kids all day long. Now that I'm here, I love being with my kids, but now I'm longing for just a couple hours a day to go be me, you know, and I didn't realize how big those feelings would become. I didn't realize how much I would miss having time away to be an adult. That even though I didn't like my career as a teacher, I liked the fact that like I got to leave my house every day. I got to get in my car. I got to feel like an adult. I got to have a lunch break. On my lunch break, I got to do something I wanted to do. And, and you know, it, it, I, I didn't realize how much I would need that and how little of that I would feel at home and how very quickly I could be, I could be, I could begin to feel just as trapped at home as I did when I was teaching, especially 
since my second year of being at home was the pandemic and is, is the pandemic, right? My first year being at home, I had a newborn, I had a two-year-old and I worked from home. But, um, so I had some feelings of that as well, more so just me trying to navigate the, the challenges of having a newborn and working from home. And my newborn was uh, sick at the time. So we were at the hospital a couple of times and that was a stressful season. But um, like I, I could also go to Target when I wanted to, I could go to TJ Maxx. Like I used to do all those things and my mom came to visit for my birthday and all that was great. And everything went well. And then eventually I got a gym membership so that the girls could go play and I could, I could get stuff done. And I, I had a few resources that I could use, but I, I did begin to long for even more. Like I was like, okay, like I, the more that my children get older, the more I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm ready for, I'm ready for like a preschool thing. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for, you know, like some space. And I just wasn't expecting it. Cause I just thought I would want to be with them all day long. And, and I didn't think that I would ever want to feel though I didn't think I would ever feel the way that I felt I didn't think I would ever start to feel like well no one asks about me I'm stuck at home I'm trapped here I'm not having any fun I don't want to wipe another diaper I, I don't want to wipe another butt I don't want to deal with another tantrum I want to do something that makes me feel like an adult makes me feel productive makes me feel like I, I matter makes me feel like I I have dreams ambitions like I really started to miss that part of me and it was really part of me that I had buried I had even buried it before becoming a teacher because I wasn't it wasn't really happening as a teacher for for me a teacher again again it was just a very frustrating career besides the fact that I enjoyed I enjoyed the space I did enjoy going to work and then having space for my kids that when I got my kids at the end of the day I felt like I had energy for them even though I was tired from work I had energy for them because I was seeing them for the first time you know what I'm saying so I did like that but I knew that I didn't like being away from them all day and I knew I didn't like the fact that like the energy I had from them was still competing with the fatigue of work and I know that so many working moms deal with that and that is so difficult. And if you're, if you're doing that, like, I think that I really wish the system was different where like work days ended earlier because that's really what we need. And there's so much I could go on about that. Um, but if you're doing that, just know that I see you and I know that there are still ways to, to not make it feel so difficult. Um, but I, I know sometimes it can just feel like a rat race, whether you're at home all day or you're working and coming home at the end of the day, I know it feels like a rat race. And, um, and there's pros and cons to both. Like I said, I felt rejuvenated because I was, I was coming home to them, but I just didn't like my career. So I hope that if you are in that position right now that you're doing a career that you really enjoy and that fulfills you because even if you're exhausted quote unquote from your day or you're tired you're fatigued if you're doing something that fulfills you as a person and you are doing something that that is actually you stepping into what God has called you to and you're utilizing your gifts and your talents and your and your passions then you are going to come home with a cup that is full for your kids because you were fulfilled as yourself. And I think that moms that are at home, you know, maybe we don't have the rat race of the commute necessarily, but because we are barely ever tending to ourselves or feel like adults or doing something that feels productive and good and what we spent all of our childhood preparing for, which is a career, um, or maybe not just a career, but just like other things that feel like good work. I think that that's, that's where we get so drained and we get so bogged down and we get so frustrated because we feel like, well, like, what am I doing besides just like, kind of like, I'm, I'm like walking on a treadmill and I'm going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's just so many feelings there. Um, I, I really started to feel that too. So wrapping that up, just say, Hey, like I, I've been there. I've I see both sides of it. I've lived both sides of it. And I was just so shocked to begin to feel 
these desires and to begin to feel to begin to feel a necessity for tending to them. Like being home created not only room for me to remember the desires that I had, but like it literally created like I need to do this. I didn't realize that it was a necessity for me to write, that it was a necessity for me to create, that it was a necessity for me to to do the things that I loved and that God was calling me to because I had buried them for so long. So I say that to say, you know, all these things really do matter to God. Let's let's come to the truth now. Okay, that was a little bit of my story and how I felt those ways. But here's the truth. You are never an afterthought to God. You are never an afterthought to God. You do not stop mattering once you become a mom, even if it feels that way. Yes, your kids need you more than you ever imagined, but that they can't rely on you if you have nothing to give them, which means you need to be whole for them and you can take steps to make that happen. You can learn how to create time for you and keep your needs at the forefront at all times. Even when you are serving your kids, you can still keep your needs at the forefront. You can serve them selflessly and still keep your needs at the forefront. And you can choose to do this without guilt. You can, take, you can choose to take steps towards your wholeness. We have to remember, though, that ultimate wholeness does come from God. So understand that pursuit of him must be your first priority. However, the pursuit of God should not be your only step. And I think that as Christians, we get caught up in that. We believe that if we pursue God, we will magically feel whole and feel good about everything and being around our kids 24-7 and feeling lost and feeling like we don't matter will just suddenly go away. That's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. We convince ourselves that if we just read our Bible, we won't want to break. We won't want time to ourselves. We won't want to do something else. We just we won't want to pursue our dreams or callings or whatever. We just like, okay, I just got to read my Bible more and I'll feel better. God can supernaturally change our energy, give us patience and contentment, give us peace, all that stuff, and he will. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take steps towards creating a life that fulfills you and care and and cares for those deep needs that ache within you to be met. Okay. Remember, like we actually have to, like faith without works is dead. Like we, we are not just to sit here and do nothing. And it's like, say, okay, like, all right, peace now. Like it's not peace, but you know, just, okay. Like, yes, our, our, we rely on God for a wholeness, but it doesn't mean that as like, I think as Christians, we just think that, well, we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't want to do anything else. We shouldn't, we, you know, that's, that's, that's too worldly. And it's not, it's not worldly to create a life that fulfills you. It, it is if you are doing it in a way where you are centering yourself. When you're bringing it back to God and you're doing it for his glory, then that's godly. But God, I believe, God actually wants you to be fulfilled in life. It, it won't always be sunshine and rainbows, but he gives you your talents and he gives you your gifts and your desires for a reason. He does desire to get, he wants to give you the desires of your heart. Is as long as those desires line up with his and he wants you to, to pursue him first. That that's where that has to come from. You have to pursue him first. You have to make him your priority. You have to make glorifying him and, and dying to your flesh your priority. But you can die to your flesh and still have a life that brings you joy. God created joy. He created pleasure. He created fun. He created talents and gifts and singing and all these things. So why would we not do those things? Why would we not enjoy our lives? out of this whole, you know, fear that we're not doing, like we, we shouldn't need it or want it, or we feel guilty if we, if we want to enjoy something or pursue something or, or live a fulfilling life. I think there's a lot of mis, 
misconception in the Christian community about that. You know, it's just not true. God really does desire for you to have a life that fulfills you. And, and he wants to see you delight in, in your life and, and who he's called you to be. Okay. Bringing kids back into the picture, you know, yes, kids are demanding and our time and our capacity is not what it used to be and will probably never be the same again. It's, you know, it it, it gets better as the kids get older and they get more independent, yes, um, but still, there's still so much more that comes with older kids as well. So I, when we have the thought of, well, I'll wait for them to get older, that that's kind of a, a misnomer. Um it's harder to do everything we want to do though. We know that like there, there will be sacrifices we have to make in certain decisions and things that we have to say no to now that we are mothers. However, that does not mean it's impossible or that we must stop doing other things and living life outside of motherhood altogether. That would just be that, that, that would, that just would not work. We would all be zombies at this point, you know? So it's time for us to, to really decide that it's, we want to change this narrative. This It's time for this narrative to change. That What I mentioned in the beginning of this episode about how so many mothers feel like they don't set goals, they don't have any hobbies, not, they've stopped doing things for themselves, they, they don't take care of their needs, they don't have fun, that, that's got to stop because it's not the life that God wants for us. It's not the life that God wants for us. So, so what what can we do about it? What can we realistically do? What are the solutions? Well, we can choose, like I said, right now that we matter, our wholeness matters, our desires matter, our dreams matter, our love matters, our bodies matter, etc. All of it. It all matters. You matter. We can choose right now that fear has no place. There will be an episode on fear later this month, so just put that in your back pocket. We can choose right now that the lie of mom guilt will no longer be a part of our narrative. Mom guilt is a lie. It is a lie. It does not have to live here. We can choose right now to do, to do the work to learn how to create a life we desire as women who are mothers in a way that doesn't sacrifice our calling in the home. Okay? Now that's a little bit different. Sometimes the world will tell you to just go after all you want and Put yourself first. I'm not talking about putting yourself first. I'm talking about prioritizing yourself. But God comes first and we still serve our calling in the home. We still serve our calling as mothers. And we learn how to create a life we desire as women who happen to also be mothers that are passionate about our motherhood calling, that we don't sacrifice that calling in the home, but we also do things that light our souls on fire outside of motherhood where we can do both. It can be a both and. It is something that needs to be learned. It's 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 a skill. It takes trial and error. There's going to be days and times where it doesn't go all that well. No, it's not a 50-50, just 50-50 attention here, there. No, it's not like that. It's a little bit messy, but it can be learned and you can create a life like that that allows you to tend to each area that you've been called to well. We were created for, for more. And even though this podcast is meant for this, um, because I don't like, I don't like speaking about the more all the time because the, the life that you're in right now is the one that God has you in. And let's focus on stewarding that. But what I mean by we're created for more, created for more is that 
We are not created to have a life of misery because we are moms. We are not created to have a life of, of that, that is, doesn't feel whole now that we're moms. So in that sense, you are created for more. And God has given you permission because he already created you for it. You just have to receive that permission. And I mean fully receive it and then respond to it, okay? That's a big thing. That's the biggest thing, responding to that. This episode has given you that permission, Okay. Now in the mini, the mini episode that's going to come out on Friday, I will give you more practical steps on how to actually pursue your dreams, your callings, etc., alongside motherhood while making sure that motherhood is first while not having to sacrifice either one of those things or yourself because caring for yourself is important too. So in this Friday's episode, you're going to receive some more practical steps on how to apply what we've talked about here. But the first thing I wanted to do was really set your heart and your mind on the truth about what God says about you, why he created you, how you are so allowed, you are so allowed to live a life that you love and you desire and that you are not an afterthought to God. You are not just a mom. You are so much, so much more and that it does not have to feel this way anymore. You don't have to think to yourself, I just want to be whole again. I just want to feel whole again. You can decide right now. I am whole. I get to be whole. And I get to create a life that helps me to be whole. As always, Mama, I'm cheering you on. I'm I'm here for you. You were meant for this life that God has called you to. Okay? Remember that. Everything that he's called you to right now, you were meant for. Before I sign off really quickly, I have a couple of fun things that I want to announce to you all. And that is I am starting to have monthly mamahood coffee chats. These are free. They're just for my email list. And I will put that information in the show notes. You can just register and every single month you'll get an email. And what this is, is a time for us to connect and meet on Zoom, bring your own coffee. And we're just going to, we're going to kick it. We're going to hang out. We're going to chat. It's a place for you to feel seen and feel heard. And fellowship with other mamas that are on the same journey as you are. A part of the surveys that I put out a couple weeks ago really expressed the need for just a place to feel heard and and to feel like you're not so alone. And while my academy does that in so much more because the moms are constantly coming together to have workshops and coaching calls and everything else. And this coffee chat is not a coaching call. It's just a time of community. I hope that being able to have this session once a month for free just gives you a little bit of an opportunity to feel like you have a place that you can go that's safe and um, allows us allows me to also connect with you, allows me to put a face to a name to the podcast community, the email community, the Instagram community. I've got all these different communities in different places and I really want to get to know you all more and I want you all to get to know me more and and again, I want you to feel like you have a place and, and I, I strive to do things differently. I strive to do not just your typical free download and not that that's a bad thing, but I like to serve in a big way. And so this is just one of the ways that I felt like I could serve you well was by bringing this along. So I hope this goes well. You can register at the, um, the link will be in the show notes, or you can just um, also head to my website and a little thing will pop up there, or you can head to 
the um, the link in my bio on Instagram. And there's um, also a link there to sign up for the monthly mamahood coffee chats. Okay. More stuff coming on the pipeline that I will share with you all in a little bit, but first just sign up for the coffee chats. I hope to see you there. Um, as always, you can join us inside MMA anytime. We've got some great workshops coming up this month as well. This month's workshop is all about creating a capsule wardrobe. And this month's course is all about um, simplifying the toys in your home, getting a handle on those things. So great things coming up there as well. Um, And that is all I can share with you right now. The other stuff you're going to have to wait. So I'm going to kind of just leave you on on a cliffhanger there, okay? All right, Mama, again, remember, you are meant for this life that God has called you to. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Meant for This. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If you love what you heard today, I'd love it if you left me a five-star review on iTunes and subscribe to the show. Also, I'd love to hear from you. If you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of today's episode was by taking a screenshot of you listening to the show, sharing it to your Instagram stories, and tagging me so I can see it and connect with you. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. I'll see you next time.